At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. Yeah, I'm back. Can't get rid of me here on The Edge with VSIN, the sports betting network. Good show on tap for you today. Coming up at 30, Mark Lawrence, professional college and football and professional football handicapper, is going to be with us. We'll get his thoughts on our Edge top 40 up to this point. We unveil two more teams for you one in the Big Ten, one in the ACC. So that'll be two teams in our top 40 so far coming from the Big Ten. Uh, we'll also discuss a little bit more about maybe some of the conferences that we're covering as part of the college football betting guide. That's the obvious thing here. want to tell you about that because that comes out next week. Deadline was today. Everybody wrapping that up, so that'll be a lot of fun as we get closer and closer to football season, man. Deadline is today, not was today, because you still have time to get your uh, stuff oh, in yeah, for the college football betting guide because I know you're not done with the Mountain West Conference yet. Nope, not yet, but I also get to go out to the Mountain West Media Days later today. Uh, that'll be out of the Mountain yep. West, so I'll get to chat with some of the coaches, maybe get some good nuggets, something like that, and uh, maybe add that to the guide. Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet is at the ACC Media Days right now, and the SEC Media Days have been going on, so it's definitely time to talk uh, college football, but... Uh, Let's put that off for a few minutes and uh, talk baseball. Shohei Otani or Aaron Judge for MVP. And uh, DraftKings, Otani, the minus 115 favorite. Judge, a plus 150, the second choice. Westgate Superbook, higher on Otani at minus 175. And uh, JVT, I'm going to ask you, what do you value most when you're talking about the most valuable player? And a lot of people will define it differently, and that's the problem with how uh, – something like this gets voted on and how we debate who's the actual MVP. Right. I would also argue as well, as you kind of look at this too, not that the first half, I would meaningless is very strong, 
But these MVPs tend to win these awards mm-hmm. post-All-Star break, right? I think you can make a strong argument. Bryce Harper won his with his performance post-All-Star break, right? Yeah. So I think when you talk about where they're at at this point right now, it does make sense that you would have Otani and Aaron Judge as your favorites to win this or your top two options. Otani is literally the odds-on favorite to do so. Um, but I, I think even at this point of the season, Matt, I kind of find it surprising, one, that we're at this point with Otani where he's laying that much of a price, where there's been this resistance out there to accepting how good he has been. The other part of it is there's plenty of time for, I think, somebody else to kind of come up like a Jordan Alvarez, who leads the league in multiple categories, by the way. He's been incredible to kind of make up some room here on the back end of the season for one of the best teams in the American League in the Houston Astros to potentially take this from both of them. But I would say between the two, if we're talking about Otani and Judge, again, I find it really hard when you look at what Otani does, both pitching and hitting, and literally his value for their very few wins that team gets to look past him to win most valuable player. Yeah, there's so many different ways to look at it because I know some people will value being on a winning or contending team. And by the way, this is a topic of uh, my column this week in Point Spread Weekly. Otani's on our cover of the digital magazine. And... uh, Let's, put, let's break down the stats first, and then you tell me uh, what's most important when you talk about the numbers. Aaron Judge leads the major leagues with 33 homers. He ranks third in RBIs with 70. He's batting 284. He's played in 89 of the Yankees' 92 games. Mm-hmm. Otani's also played in 89 of the 92 games. He's batting 258, 19 homers, 56 RBIs. But as a pitcher... He's about as good as it gets right now. Nine and four and fifteen starts, a two thirty-eight ERA and a zero point nine nine WHIP. And also, when you look at strikeouts, I've heard uh, some people say, "Well, Otani strikes out at the plate too much." Otani has whiffed ninety-one times and three hundred and thirty-three at bats. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge has a hundred and strike a hundred strikeouts and three hundred and thirty-eight at bats. So Otani's got a slightly better number there. How about strikeouts at the plate? In eight, uh, as a pitcher, in 87 innings, Otani has 123 strikeouts, 12.7 per nine. The Yankees' $324 million man, Garrett Cole, averages 11.7 strikeouts per nine. Otani is a better strikeout pitcher than Cole uh, right now, even though Cole's got more in terms of uh, the entire season pitching more innings. How about wins above replacement? If you uh, look at Otani, his, three, his 4.9 war is 3.2. Pitching, 1.7 heading. Judge Mm -hmm. checks in at 4.4. I'm still trying to find why Judge would have such a big advantage over Otani in the MVP, as some people seem to think. Uh, I talked to Wayne Krivsky, former Cincinnati Reds general manager in the column. He says it's Judge, and it's not even close. And I know some other people think that way as well. Well, the Yankees are 64-28. and The Angels, 39-53, and 14 games under 500 at the break. But I'll say this. I think this is more impressive about Otani, that he's on a losing team. And since the beginning of June, the Angels are 6-1 and in his starts and 6-29 and when anyone else starts. All right? And I go back to June 8th when the Angels had that 14-game losing streak. Actually, it would have been June 9th when they stopped it. Right. Otani... Through seven innings, allowed one run, and he hit a two-run homer. There was a point in that game where he was in a jam. He struck out Rafael Devers with a 101-mile-an-hour fastball. Garrett, Garrett Cole can't get Devers out, but Otani did when he had to in that game, and he stopped the losing streak. You can't pin the Angels' problems on Otani and say that's why he's not MVP. Well, it, I also – and because I obviously agree with all of those points. And, and, you know, I said this to Wes yesterday when we kind of talked about this. If you want to say – 
Aaron Judge is my MVP. List your reasons. I could like that's fine, right? I'll listen uh-huh. to an argument like that. Obviously, the odds represent that. I think there's there is not that much separating these two. What I have not understood is the complete dismissal of Otani as MVP. And what I also haven't understood is when you hear people present their case against Otani, they view his statistics as separate, right? They'll go, well. He's barely top 10 in a lot of these hitting categories, <laughs> or he's barely top 12 in right. some of these pitching categories. But they're presented as separate things as opposed to this is one man who is top 12 in both hitting and pitching categories, right? right. Like it's this weird thing where for some reason those stats come don't come together for a guy like Shohei Otani. And it's not really something I've understood. And the thing that bothers me, again, going back to one of the arguments that we have had a countless times, which is player A, whoever it is, is on winning team, player B isn't, thus player A is more valuable. Well, I think if we're talking about the New York Yankees and you and Santos are the Yankees fans, wouldn't you put really high up on the list the amazing pitching that they have gotten as to Mm -hmm. why? And again, that's not to detract from Aaron Judge, but when you say player A is on winning team, thus deserves it more, you're putting the in, like a vast majority of the success it seems on that one player. When in reality, Nestor Cortez, Garrett Cole, like this entire staff, Jordan Montgomery has been so freaking good and yeah. has allowed them to be that good. I just I don't I disagree with that notion of being on a successful team. And you mentioned it when wins are rare for a team like the Angels, and Otani is at the center of every single one of those victories that they're barely getting since they've gone to that 14 game losing streak that's value man that's mm-hmm. value added to a team so I, I look i like otani i think he should be the favorite to do so again and the nods on price not entirely sure especially at this point of the season but it, the the arguments against him have always been weird and the complete dismissal of him has been always kind of weird for me as yeah. it should for a lot of people i think but that's just me i, I, I think uh probably 90% of people out there don't understand how difficult it is to pull off the double duty at such a high level like this in the major leagues right it's not like uh, he's going out there with a four five ERA. Like he's, he's two thirty eight ERA and a whip under one. <laughs> right. All right. Last year he's striking out twelve guys per nine. If you go back to last year, he hit two. He had two fifty seven with forty six homers and a hundred RBIs. He was nine and two as a pitcher. And like you said, struck out twelve guys per nine. Uh, he was also in a lineup with no protection. You can talk about Vladimir Guerrero all, all you want. He was in a lineup surrounded by yep. guys who were hitting 25 homers. Aaron Judge is in a lineup that's loaded. Now, I'm not going to knock Judge. If he wins the MVP, right. I won't complain about it. If he wins a close vote, I think, in fact, if you're going to bet it right now, you have to bet Judge. Take the plus 150 because I really think it's going to be hard for Otani on a losing team to, to keep up such a high level of performance in the second half of the season. Not only is he going to wear down physically, I think he's got to wear down mentally a little bit. And I think Judge is a guy who's going to win – this MVP, take the plus 150. Jordan Alvarez would have to get red hot in the second half to catch him and pass him, which is which is possible. Alvarez is a stud, but the injury uh, before the All-Star break hurt him a little bit too. It did. And when I just I go back to two when it comes to these MVP things. Like uh, I was talking about this the other day. The, the way I'm going to shift my thinking for NBA awards is I think about it in too complex of a manner. I look at the numbers. I, I use those too much. I put too much weight in them. When in reality, not to sound insulting, but some of these voters are pretty simple-minded. They'll be like, oh, that guy's on a winning team. He's really hot now. Right. And so he'll vote, for the, they'll vote for the guy. And I think that's what you have to keep in mind, too, as we head into the second half of the year. But I agree with all that. And the last point on Otani, too, um, as you talk about durability and how hard it is to do this, he has played 10 more games than 
arguably the best player on the team in Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. And Trout is on the IL again, and we don't know what he's going to be like in the second half of the year. So he is showing durability despite an increased workload. It's been really impressive to watch Otani. And by the way, Trout won three MVP awards, two of those on losing teams that had no chance to make the playoffs whatsoever. So you can't say the MVP can't come from a bad team. I think the way the voting is going to end up playing out is Judge wins a close vote. You know, that's the way I'd bet it. If you go back to last night's All-Star game, how about Otani called his shot. He said he was going to swing at the first pitch, and he got a hit to lead off the All-Star game last night. And then he got picked off. (laughs) Carlos Stanton was the star last night with a two-run homer to um, tie the game. Byron Buxton with a homer to go ahead. How do you bet against the American League in the All-Star game? What's the run at now? Nine straight. Nine straight. And I know a couple people who bet the AL yesterday. I did not bet the game. Uh, we were talking about the under being the best play. Three to two was didn't look like it was going to be. No, the the National League got off to a hot start. What four was it? Four hits and two runs. Yep, uh, right off the bat, and only one hit the rest of the way in the game last night. But it's American League and under, and uh, that's not a surprise. No, it looked like I think he had five runs in the first five, and. That's about it. That's all she wrote uh, mm-hmm. for that contest yesterday. So, and you mentioned, I, I don't know, I, mean, I guess Giancarlo Stanton tied the game, but I thought it should have been Byron Buxton. He gave him the lead, but that's just me. It's well, all-star MVP. It was a two-run homer by Stanton. I, I think that turned the game around. Now nah, I'm going to protest. Know, it was ridiculous. Coin. I'm going to tweet FanDuel to give me my money back. I did like think it was interesting that the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin, who's 11-0 and at the All-Star break, took the loss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, don't think I didn't notice that. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. We get to college football on the other side. We unveil our next two teams in our Edge Top 40. Some interesting teams with some interesting seasons ahead of them coming up in both the Big Ten and the ACC. That's on the other side here on the Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, get the VSIN summer special before it goes away. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The VSIN Daily Best Bets, Adam Burke's Baseball Best Bets and NFL and College Football preseason coverage. Every edition of Point Spread Weekly and more. The cost is $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. VSIN.com slash summer. And uh, I think it's time to promote the College Football Betting Guide. You would get that, I assume, if you sign up now at VSIN.com slash summer. The College Football Betting Guide is supposed to be out July 28th, correct? Yes. Yeah. And that's worth $19. That's worth a lot itself. more than 19 yeah. bucks. So Every single college football uh, program uh-huh. win total recommendations on each one that's of them. That's right. Breakdowns of offense and defense and schedule for every single team in college football. That's worth $19, huh? That is. You shekels. That is. Let's promote that. The college football betting guide out next week. And uh, JVT, the Edge College Football Preseason Top 40. In motion right now as we move to number 37. Let's do it. So 38 was a Big Ten team in Minnesota. For those who don't remember, uh, our edge top 40 up to this point, Fresno State at number 40, South Carolina at number 39, Minnesota at number 38. We unveil team number 37, the Purdue Boilermakers, a team that is uh, close to the heart of one, Matt Eubens. Loves the Boilers. Jeff Brom coming in. Oh, what? No, don't you love the Boilers? They're you guys. Uh, nine and four last year, Matt, six and three in conference play. This year, to give you some numbers behind this team, 30 to one to win the Big Ten. Seven and a half is the win total. These numbers courtesy of DraftKings, by the way. Shaded to the under, minus 135. Conference win total of four and a half, shaded to the over at minus 165. You get 14 guys back, seven on each side of the ball, and that includes the most important dude. That'd be Aiden O'Connell. Started nine games for him last year, averaged 335 yards per game through the air. Second team, Big Ten. And uh, a lot to build on for this passing attack for Purdue coming into 2022. Actually, there is quite a bit to build on. And uh, Aiden O'Connell is a, a success story, by the way. A former walk-on who's now a 60-year senior. He threw for 3,712 yards, 28 touchdowns last season. in that mu- Music City Bowl against Tennessee without David Bell, yep. 534 yards and five touchdowns. His passing accuracy was what makes him uh, so good. 71.8% completions. Last year, I think right now you would have to rank him the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten. Behind well, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Yeah. Stroud at Ohio State has got to be the uh, probably yeah. the guy you rank number one. Uh, but the one thing about uh, Purdue, the top two receivers are gone, but I think that's the deepest position group on the roster. Jeff Brom does a great job of recruiting say, yeah. re- receivers, so I wouldn't make too big a deal out of that. Plus, you got Payne Durham, a tight end, who's one of the best in the Big Ten. Uh, can Purdue run the ball? That's always a question. 
Do they want to run the ball? That's the other question. I think you, Jeff Brom wants to run the ball, but if you're running the ball for one or two yards every time, it's counterproductive. Less than 90 yards per game each of the last three mm-hmm. seasons for Purdue. Obviously, any offense is more effective if you can run the ball. Purdue really hasn't had that breakaway back. I think they might have a guy this year. Now, King Doru was the running back, number one guy last year. Watch out for Samson James, a um, a transfer from Indiana who initially was recruited by Ohio State. He was a top 15 recruit out of high school. And uh, he sat out last year. He's going to be eligible this year. And Samson James is a potential difference maker at the running back position. Also, Dylan Downing, a transfer from UNLV, mm-hmm. is uh, in that backfield. So you got three backs and a pretty good offensive line. Actually, when you look at it, uh, I think it's a big physical offensive line with four returning starters. So I think this offense is in a better position to run the ball. Uh, obviously, on defense, George Karloftis is going to be missed. Right. First-round pick of the Chiefs, a pass-rushing force. Uh, really, the top two players on defense are gone, but I think the defense is going to be okay. Uh, when you look at it, seven starters back, Jalen Graham at linebacker, Branson Dean at defensive tackle, and Cam Allen at safety. You've got one of the uh, better players in the Big Ten at all three levels mm-hmm. on that defense. you got an offense that averaged 39 points in the final five games of the season, and a defense that should be good enough, I think, to allow this team to compete at the top of the Big Ten West again this year. Last year, it was Iowa that won the Big Ten West. Purdue actually knocked off Iowa on the road when the Hawkeyes were ranked number two in the nation. And Purdue, Wisconsin, and Minnesota finished in a three-way tie for second. So what do you make of them from a win total standpoint? Schedule, I thought the schedule set up somewhat nicely for them. Uh, their toughest games, most of them come at home, right? Iowa, Penn State. They do have to go to the road uh, on the road to take on Wisconsin. But, I mean, the rest of their schedule at Syracuse, Indiana State, that's part of their non-conference. That's, those are winnable spots. FAU coming back home September 24th. The road game against Minnesota. We talked about the Golden Gophers yesterday. It's going to be a coin flip spot, but it's certainly winnable, as is the road game against Maryland. What do you make of their chances here in this conference? Because it's, again, like when you talk about these teams that are all in the same area in the Big Ten, it's just a bunch of coin flip spots that so you got to get to go your way as you maintain your, you know, make your way through conference play. And we're talking about a team that went 9-4 and four last season, and two of those losses were against Notre Dame and Ohio State, and those teams fell off the schedule this year. Right, yep. So when you look at it, on paper, you could say, wow, this Purdue team could win nine. I just don't think it's going to work out that way. The Penn State game on September 1st is going to be a huge game to set the tone for the season. Penn State's a three-point favorite in West Lafayette. The Iowa game is going to be another big one. Purdue's won four of the last five against Iowa. Uh, But I think the Hawkeyes right now, uh, you you would say, are the second-best team in the West. Here's the problem with uh, last year, Purdue was one of my best bets, the win total over. But that was a buy-low spot. The number was five. This year, the number seven and a half. It's been adjusted quite a bit. You know how many times in the last 12 years Purdue has won eight games in a regular season? Once. I was going to say, they've only done it once under Brom, and that was, was last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah. So I have a hard time forecasting over seven and a half here. I think uh, under seven and a half would have to be the play. Do you and think- I actually, it's shaded that way under minus 135 at DraftKings. And the Westgate just put up a seven on Purdue's win total. Really? Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about the conference win total there? Shaded to the over at minus 160. Uh, I think that's hard to say because, yeah. like you said, there are so many coin flip games. Yep. And, and six and three and last that Penn year. State, oh, that Penn State game on September 1st on Thursday night, that's a huge game for both teams. Yep.
I would obviously agree there. And like the like you said, Minnesota, Maryland on the road there. Would you be surprised if they went out and won those games? Absolutely not. Coming back home against Nebraska and then wrapping up against Wisconsin before hitting your bye. And you get a bye week to get ready for Iowa. So maybe you'll be pretty plucky there uh, as a, I would assume, a home underdog. I don't know what Iowa's going to look like at that point, but Iowa, a highly rated team as well. Uh, but Purdue is pretty intriguing. And I'm intrigued just by the fact that the way they run their stuff. Like this is a, it's a big 10 in which we know, right. Is kind of boring in terms of their offensive schemes. Ohio state is like from the future with the way they run their offense and Purdue's right behind them in terms of the way they run their dynamic passing attack and how that, um, how that works against some of these big 10 teams you get later in conference play is going to be pretty intriguing, especially when this is um, a really good quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. So we'll see if that's going to be a six year senior. Who's perfect to Jeff Brom's offense. I mean, I don't think it's, Unrealistic that Purdue can win nine, but I think yeah. it's probably going to be seven. Yeah, that's just uh, what I would guess for you know a team that's not used to winning eight or nine games in a regular season. All right, let's go uh, to the ACC. That's right. Our next team up in the well, Ed's Jeff Brom almost went to Louisville in the ACC. That's right, and that's the uh, program that is next up on our list. Louisville, the Cardinals check in at number thirty-six, coming off of a six and seven year. Um, by the way, I had uh, this is interesting how these teams worked out. I had Purdue as 38th in my rankings, and 37 was Louisville. So mm-hmm. right there with where they're at at this point. But the Cardinals come in after that six and seven year, four and four in ACC play this year. Win total of six and a half, shaded to the under at minus 125. An ACC win total of four and a half, shaded to the under at minus 195. Uh, 28 to one to win the ACC championship. Don't think they're really a threat there. You might think differently. Six and seven against the spread. Similar amount of returning starters. Uh, same with uh, Purdue, seven on offense, seven on defense. And the guy to watch, as you put right there, it's usually quarterbacks, but Malik Cunningham, their senior quarterback who at times has had problems with turnovers. It's been an issue for this offense each of the last two seasons, barely getting in the positive last year. And what this development looks like, because you look at their offense, Matt, and across the board, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and offensive line, there's actually some pretty good pieces for AC, for Louisville to work with. In the oh, ACC. I think so as well. Scott Satterfield's a coach I like, too, even though uh, his stock's not as high as it was when he left Appalachian State. But yeah. you got, like you said, seven starters back on both sides. Malik Cunningham is the key. You're talking about a quarterback who ran for over 1,000 yards and 20 touchdowns last season. Mm-hmm. He passed for almost 3,000 and 19 TDs. Those are not quite Lamar Jackson-type numbers, but pretty impressive numbers for a dual-threat quarterback. And uh, really, JVT, when you look at our top 40 so far, what's the common theme? Every team has an experienced, talented quarterback. Yep. And uh, it's no difference here with uh, Malik Cunningham at Louisville. I don't really even consider or talk about teams like Purdue and Louisville to win the conference. So name, you know, right. the, the conference odds are kind of a waste of time to talk about. But the win totals, I think, are intriguing for teams like this that hope to win seven, eight, or nine games. And this win total for Louisville is not that high. It's six and a half. But you look at the schedule, and I, I put the key games on there on the Louisville graphic. And Florida State, September 16th at home, and November 26th at Kentucky. But there are a lot more key games than that. Oh. How about at Clemson on November 12th? How about a home game <laughs> against North Carolina State on November 19th? A home game against Pittsburgh in October? There are a lot of big games on this uh, Cardinals schedule. Put it this way, uh, I think you would agree. After that bye on October 15th, uh, October 22nd on, it's brutal for Louisville. Mm-hmm. Pitt, James Madison, no, Wake Forest at Clemson, NC State, and at Kentucky. Uh, I would not be surprised uh, if they actually win, what, one of those games? That would be James Madison. And the rest, we'll see if that's going to be the case. But those are some experienced teams they got to face in the ACC on the back end of that. Yeah, they'll win a couple of those games, I think. As long as Malik Cunningham is healthy, he's such a dynamic playmaker, it's going to give the the Cardinals a chance to pull a couple upsets, too. Let's keep keep talking some football. Mark Lawrence joins us next here on The Edge. 
This is The Edge on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. All right, we've unveiled the next two teams in our edge top 40. Purdue checks in at number 37. Louisville checks in on number 36. To go over those two teams and a little bit more in the world of football, we have a special guest with us right now. Maggie. We do. Uh, back for the first time since last football season, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Mark, I have your magazine here. Joe Burrow on the cover. And tell me there's not going to be a cover jinx this year because last year you had Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer on the cover of the Playbook Football Preview Guide. We could talk about cover jinxes, Maddie, and a lot of people wouldn't want to hear that. I mean, I can go back to Joe Paterno appearing on the cover, <laughs> and things got worse for other cover people. So Joe Burrow obviously hopes it doesn't affect him this year, but uh, he was our choice simply because of what he did last year for that Cincinnati football team. The Tiger King, Joe Burrow, on the cover of Mark Lawrence's uh, Playbook Football Preview Guide, one of my uh, favorite Football guides, I use it often, Mark, and a great job on it again this year. I want to talk, before we jump into the specific team previews, about a couple subjects uh, you hit on in the magazine. How about winners and losers of the transfer portal? And uh, that's something you really have to pay close attention to when you handicap these teams because it's a different era of college football. It's free agency. That's basically what it is, Matt, free agency for college football, the transfer portal. And, you know, you add that to the mix of uh, returning production, returning starters, and all of a sudden, you know, the pie gets bigger and bigger. But this year, unlike uh, most years in the past, uh, things sort of went wild or haywire as far as the portal was concerned, and uh, quite a few teams hit it. And surprisingly, some teams did not even attempt to bring anybody into the transfer portal. You can call those teams losers, if you want, you know, teams uh, like Iowa and Georgia who did who opted not to uh, recruit or bring anybody in from the transfer portal, and there's obviously reasons for doing that. They'd rather bring their own recruits in and have them fit what they need for their program as opposed to bringing in a recruit from another program that didn't pan out. And then you got the guys that uh, did real well in the portal, you know, Ole Miss does real, real well, and that's largely because of Lane Kiffin and his style in bringing players in from the transfer portal, which is really unique all into itself. Yeah, on page 98 of the preview guide, you have the winners and losers of the transfer portal and a, a chart that shows the numbers of commits. And uh, obviously, Ole Miss at 14 and LSU at 15 at the top of the SEC, USC and UCLA at the top of the Pac-12. And a team that we're going to talk about in the ACC is Louisville, which has 10 transfer portal commits, and that's a big number. Let's look at number our number 36 team, Mark Lawrence, the Louisville Cardinals, Scott Satterfield as coach, and uh, off a 6-7 and seven season, straight up in ATS, seven starters back on both sides of the ball. What I like about this team is that uh, Malik Cunningham is such a dynamic quarterback, he's going to give the Cardinals a chance to pull some upsets against a uh, really tough schedule, especially in the second half, Mark. 
you hit it right on the head, Matt. Uh, I think uh, Malik Cunningham's the key to the football program this year, he being a fourth-year returning starter. And that experience is so vital, especially in college football when you have a four-year starting quarterback. We saw a lot of it with Cincinnati and Desmond Ritter and what he was able to accomplish in his fourth year as a starter with the Bearcats last football season. You've got a very talented quarterback here in Cunningham himself as it is. You've got a great head coach there, too, in Satterfield who really knows what winning is all about. Uh, He was brought in here from Appalachian State where he won 38 of his 48 conference games. There's a lot to like about the Louisville Cardinal this football season here. You mentioned they bring in 10 people from the transfer portal. That was the second-best job in the ACC this year. Then you also meld in the fact that they're bringing 15 starters back in total and Dig deeper, you talk about returning production more than just returning starters, but the people that had some really uh, meaningful minutes of of play on the field last year, they rank number 19 overall in the country. I think this Louisville football team has got the makings to be a real strong player inside the conference this year. Mark, I wanted to talk about something you have on page 254 of your guide as well, Uh, and we're talking about returning starters in college football. When I look at the Louisville schedule, I see several key games. September 16th against Florida State, uh, November 19th against North Carolina State. Those are two teams within the ACC, Florida State and North Carolina State. I think that um, you emphasize when you're talking about returning starters in your magazine, right? Do you, how, do you, how do you rank Florida State and NC State within the ACC and I guess nationally uh, going into the season? Well, NC State's going to be also one of the main players inside that conference this year because they also bring a credible amount of starters back, 17 starters back. They rank real high with returning production, if you will. And with Florida State, you have a program that looks like they're about ready to blossom this football season here. I know they've struggled uh, since uh, uh, it was Mike Norvell came over to the football program, but there were signs of improvement last year, especially if you take out their first four games of the season which they lost all of those. They ended up 5-7 and seven on the year, and they bring an abundance of starters back as well. They have 18 starters with a quarterback coming back, and they rank real high in returning production as well. So those two teams you mentioned, I think, fit hand-in-hand along with Louisville inside that conference. All right, Florida State came in just outside our top 40. We had four guys on the voting panel. Florida State came in at 41, but North Carolina State, a lot of people think very highly of uh, this season, and I do too. Uh, this is, by the way, Scott Satterfield's fourth year at Louisville. Uh, let's move on to number 37, and that's Purdue. And Jeff Brom almost left Purdue for Louisville a few years ago, Mark. And um, he's off his best season in West Lafayette, nine and four straight up, eight and five against the spread, and he's got his quarterback back. Yeah, Jeff Brom has done a nice job, uh, you know, wherever it is that he's been, and uh, what they did last year was a terrific job. It was the first time you go back to 2003 to find the last time that Purdue football team had won nine games in a season. More impressive to me, though, if you look inside those numbers, the stats that they put up last year for Purdue, they outgained nine of their 13 opponents. And in the process, they ended up improving their offense and their defense on both sides of the football. Then you've got here a football team that uh, uh, is seventh in the Big Ten, as far if you're talking about as far as the transfer portal goes, but in quarterback Aiden O'Connell, he's back. 
the bad news, obviously, is uh, David Bell is not the wide receiver who was drafted by the Browns and who I understand from everything with my connections in Cleveland that he's having an outstanding camp. He looks like his hands are like glue, and he looks like he could be a viable Rookie of the Year contender uh, with the Cleveland Browns in the NFL, a real nice price there. They're going to have to improve their ground game, though. Uh, they're terrible rushing the football. They haven't run for over 85 yards a game in any of the past three seasons. If they can do just that, with the abundance of returning starters they have, uh, all of the returning production they have, they have a chance to get back to that nine-win level last year. This is a football team that I know for sure we'll see bowling by season's end. Uh, Mark, quickly, how do you handicap the Big Ten West? Because last year, Iowa was the winner. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue were in a three-way tie for second. Do you still rank uh, Wisconsin number one, Iowa number two? How do you uh, rank those teams in the West? Because I think the top five teams are really uh, tough to separate when I previewed that division. Well, I think they were tough to separate. Meg, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, just lar- largely because there was not a stick-out team in there, nobody that really is head and shoulders above the pack in the West, and probably just by default, and the fact that uh, all the experience that Wisconsin has had under Paul Christ and the st- type of style of football they play, they pound the ball on the ground, but they play hellacious defense. I've got to put Wisconsin on top in the West here again this football season, and I alluded to the fact before that Iowa – uh, this is a football team that uh, does not bring a lot back in terms of numbers, uh, returning production, and they didn't do a lot in the transfer portal as well. He was content, Kurt Ferentz was, to do his own job in recruiting. And you know the reason they do that, they don't. Teams like Iowa and Georgia, they don't go out and recruit or work within the transfer portal, is because anybody you bring in from the transfer portal that makes the roster counts against your recruits for the next following football season. So in that case, you know, that's one of the reasons that Dabo Swinney, Kurt Ferentz have that approach about not rating the transfer portal. All right, Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com on Twitter, at Mark Lawrence. Great to talk college football with you again, Mark, and uh, we're going to have to catch up again uh, soon here as we uh, run down the edge, college football preseason top 40. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, guys, as always. JBT, be well. Thanks, man. We got some news, dude. What do you got? We got some breaking news in the National Football League that came down a little less than an hour ago. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have the NFL Network on TV, do we? Oh, man. That is a human staple. Let's go. It's actually right up there. Is there big news, or are you joking about this? Uh, It's news. I don't know if it's big news. It involves a quarterback. How about that? We discuss when we return here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy Lasting change on your terms. Zen nicotine pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. JVT, I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed, needed to make a change. Really? Yeah. I knew I needed to make a change, but I wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. I can, kind right. of, huh? I can kind of picture you like sitting there looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, I need to change. Well, there was a time in life where I did uh, chew tobacco from playing baseball. Oh, yeah. And I had to make a change. I had to cut the back. That's a nasty habit. So, yeah. Were you one of the ones that I had a buddy in uh, in college that would keep a cup filled with paper towels right there? Unfortunately, uh, could <laughs> spit the whole time. Did that at one point in life. I don't do that anymore. I mean, you get good at aiming your spit. Let's get to the best bets. <laughs> On uh, the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities in Minneapolis. And we've got some English. breaking news in the NFL. Ooh, big news. On a couple of teams. Ooh, I've got some one? for you, too. Wow. Yeah. Dueling breaking news stories. Santos, you're going to have to rate which story is better in terms of breaking news. All right. If you get to <laughs> if you get to <laughs> check out the Long Shots podcast, which we taped after yesterday's show. Short shot. Uh, Wes Reynolds was uh, with me, and he's got several bombs on this week's tournament. 
this is the type of event. The last three winners of the 3M Open in Minneapolis have been at triple-digit odds. Mm-hmm. Wes has got uh, some bombs this week. I'm not going that deep into the field. Maverick McNeely, who was a favorite last week at the Barracuda Championship, finished top 10. He was tied for second last year in this tournament going to the final round. Didn't go so well in the final round, and uh, Maverick McNeely still searching his first, for searching for his first PGA Tour win. I think he's got a really good shot to get it this week. If you followed my golf plays, you're not going to be shocked to see that I've got Maverick McNeely on my board this week, 24 to one. Davis Riley, another hot player with a lot of sharp, sharp golf betters this year, 25 to one. Going to play him. Cameron Tringali, another guy searching for his first win. Almost got it a couple weeks ago. Tringali is at 30 to 1. And Chez Reeve, last week's winner, has got a real positive course history here. 40 to 1. So that's why I'm going. I'm going for these mid-range shots this week, JVT. McNeely, 24, Riley, 25, Tringali, 30, and Chez Reeve at 40. And uh, got a winner last week with Cameron Smith at 28 to 1. Uh, so that was nice. They had a loser with Tiger Woods to make the cut, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on from the year's final major to Minneapolis this week and check out Long Shots and also Point Spread Weekly for all the best bets. Wes Reynolds has in-depth write-ups on three tournaments this week. I wanted to mention this. I got a tweet today from Money Banks Hanks. He said, I look forward to Long Shots on vCenter each week. But for Matt to say people don't associate golf with Minnesota, well... I'll just say I'm glad his fast food rankings are better takes. I've never thought of golf in Minnesota in the same sentence. Nobody does. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, Money Banks Hanks. But uh, when you think Minnesota, you don't think golf, okay? You think, you think football. I think f- ice and snow Ice fishing. Action. Land of a thousand lakes, 10,000 lakes, however many it may be. Uh, <laughs> You don't think golf, except this week at the 3M Open. I don't know any people, I don't think people travel from around the world to go to Minnesota because it's such a great golf destination. I don't know. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, when I was taking those flights out to Atlantic City, when we would fly over Minnesota, every time the pilot would get on the intercom and say, folks, we're flying over the best known state for golf in the land. Why did you fly over Minnesota on the way to New Jersey? I don't know. It was was a long flight. I was making a joke. (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get to breaking news all right whose story's better well i'll let you go first let's save the best for last too bad we don't have any like a all right breaking news the san francisco 49ers have allowed jimmy garoppolo to seek a trade partner they've given him permission matt I would think, not before this day was there any conversations about trading jimmy garoppolo never (laughs) never today is the day where it begins Breaking news. Now his agents can seek a trade, and they've been seeking a trade for the last several months. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jimmy G has got a prohibitive contract. It's going to be tough to move him. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, and obviously, what happens with Deshaun Watson and the Browns might affect this. Maybe. If Deshaun Watson is suspended for the entire season, and now we're hearing rumors that it might be eight games or less for yep. Watson. Um. I, I think that's going to play a role in what happens with uh, Jimmy G here. You would think if a team – we talked about this a little bit yesterday. If a team is desperate for a quarterback, it's got to be the Seahawks. But they've shown no interest in Jimmy G. Right. So it's not going to be the Panthers now. They have Baker Mayfield. I think the Browns are really the last spot where he could fit if, if Deshaun Watson's ex- suspended for an extended amount of time, which he should be. At $24 million, though? Uh, it's, I mean, that's uh, the thing. It's, 
You would, I would assume yeah. if you're trading for him, it's kind of like the Baker Mayfield situation where you're getting the other team to take some of that money <laughs> right. at some point. Uh, but if not, like I, you know, we um, I, there's a, cl- a clip that we have up on the uh, Twitter account of Lombardi talking about this. And at some point, if the 49ers keep him around, they're going to be forced to cut him because they don't want that money on that rod. Like you would think, then you force the 49ers' hand and then just force them to cut him. And then if you're one of these teams that wants him, yeah. take your chance at signing him when he's able to choose his team. No doubt, e- about even it. if that's the, the Browns, right? And whatever happens with Deshaun Watson, Pritch threw out an interesting team. How about uh, the, the Bears? Uh, well, I mean, not the Bears. Uh, Pritch threw out the. Um, the uh, Tennessee Titans as a team that could, if he is available at a modest price and or free agent, they could go snatch him up. Mm, I think it's possible. The Giants have been thrown out there. I don't get why I they would the do Titan, that. Titans are possible because yeah. you got, obviously, uh, a head coach who worked with Jimmy G in, in New England. Mm-hmm. They did draft the quarterbacks, and I think they feel pretty good about their quarterback depth chart, but I would not rule that out. Yeah, the Titans, I, I always think the Bears are a possibility, too, because – I don't know how this Justin Fields experiment's going to go, but I think it would help to have a veteran like that uh, there with uh, Fields who can play if Fields is not playing well or who can help tutor Fields. I think it would help in Chicago. All right, anyway, that's my breaking news. All right, we got breaking news with the Raiders. Oh, boy. Here we go. <clears throat> you ready? John Gruden's gone. Yes. Mike Mayock's gone. It's not breaking news. Huh? It's not breaking news. Rich Passaccia is gone. It's not breaking news. Brent Musburger's gone. And now Randall Cunningham's gone. Oh, really? Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal reports former UNLV and NFL star Randall Cunningham has resigned as the Raiders' team chaplain after two seasons. Quote from Cunningham, I thank John Gruden for the opportunity to be involved. It's time to move on. When are the hits going to stop coming? There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for that report. <laughs> Clearly, your news is much more impactful on the landscape of the national. I do want to know who mind. the next Raiders radio play-by-play voice is going to be. I thought you were going to announce it. No, I thought you had some inside information. I was waiting to find video. out who that's going to be, and we don't know uh, yet. But the Raiders actually did open camp yesterday. Uh-huh. Rookies reported yesterday, right a few miles from here. Yes, they at did. The South Point. Yeah. Yep. And as uh, I was talking about with tomorrow, fourteen days away from the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Ooh, it's actually buddy. right now, today is 50 days away from the first regular season game. Football season's here, man. These teams are reporting to camp. It's here. Baseball, take the back seat. Oh, it's great. I actually got a message from DirecTV today that said, uh, congratulations, you're on the roster. You just scored the 2022 NFL Sunday ticket max from DirecTV on us. So I get it for free. Really? And this is going to be the last time ever because I think Roger Goodell yeah. said it's moving to what, Apple? Next year, for Apple is the favorite to do it. I don't think it's official yet, but Apple TV is the favorite to land it for like three billion dollars. I was going to, well, yeah, they're paying three billion. I'm sure we'll pay three billion as well in terms of subscription. Yeah, I just want to thank Directv for another free year of NFL Sunday ticket. Good for you. I actually, for a while, I tried really long time, but my my patio is not facing the right direction or something like that, so I can never get. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Kind of limiting. It's got to face uh, south or southeast. So now I just go to the Westgate Superbook every single Sunday to watch games. <laughs> Well, that you can do that too. Say, I love that. You can come to the South Point. You can come to any sports book and watch all the games. That works as well. All right, tomorrow we get back to the Edge preseason college football top forty. We got two teams tomorrow, and then you're not going to be here Friday. I'm going to be here by myself. We've got one team on Friday, so we're going to do thirty-five and thirty-four on Thursday, and then thirty-three is going to be a Pac-12 team that I'll preview on Friday's show, and. Um, the baseball season resumes tomorrow morning with the Yankees and the Astros in a doubleheader. 
And don't celebrate, because I'll still be on the air on Friday. I just get three hours over on PTA, primetime action, okay. on Friday night. So I will be around on Friday. Uh, Santos, who's the winner? Who's breaking news was better? Matt? Yeah, humans and breaking news. <laughs> and once I heard that, I was like, man, that's going to be a tough thing to beat. Sure enough, it is. Actually, both stories are pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you missed out on any part of the show. You know where to go. It's vcin.com. Make sure you check that out. It is Wednesday. That, of course, means that Point Spread Weekly is up and live. Plenty of content in there, despite today being the slowest sports day of the year. Mm-hmm. And also, make sure you stick around there because our college football betting guide will be out next week. So, with that, we're all done. Make sure you check out My Guys in the Desert, which is coming up next here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.